0: Oh, welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows.
1: I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we're kicking off Matt Damon year. Da-da-da-da. I wish. <laughs> um, today we're talking about we bought a zoo. Oh. <sighs> uh,
0: good times good times cue the
1: happy crying oh, yes and sad crying also sad crying and cue man. the my the reignition of my matt damon love indeed Ugh. indeed yes um
0: this is a movie that came out in 2011 with mm-hmm. matt damon and scarlett johansson and thomas hayden church and some kids and some yep. tigers etc
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's actually based on a true story Which I don't think I knew the first time I watched the movie.
1: I don't think I did either. It wasn't until, like, um, probably the same thing that happened to me this time, Mm. happened to me last time, was, like, I saw the thing at the end, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't remember. Yeah, I don't also remember when I watched this for the first time. It was definitely not in the theater, so. No. Probably with you on a couch somewhere.
0: Maybe, or, like... On a
1: plane? Back when that was a thing? I don't know. Planes? Who remembers planes? Yeah,
0: I have no idea. Probably sometime in like 2012. So lots of opportunities for watching movies. Oh yeah, we were on planes a lot. In places other than my couch. (laughs) Um, True. So, and it actually, it wasn't that, there wasn't that much time that happened. I'm just looking like the zoo in the, the real zoo, which was the Dartmoor Wildlife Park, was like 2006. And this movie came out in two thousand eleven, so like that was that's pretty quick. So yeah, so it reopened in two thousand seven. Yeah.
1: So he wrote a book, and then it was made, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which happened really fast, which is surprising considering how high quality this movie is.
0: Yeah. No, I it it was really good. Yeah, I think. Well, it's a good story. They simplified the story Mm -hmm. a lot, I think, for the film, which is good. He's been widowed um, after his wife died of being. Like, really sick, I think. And then they are looking to, like, move out of the city because, like, the son keeps getting kicked out of school and all this stuff. So they find this perfect house and then realize that it's connected to a zoo and all that stuff. In the real life, um, his wife was still alive when they moved mm-hmm. to the zoo. And then she died while they were getting ready to reopen. But anyways, yeah. Doesn't super matter. in the, So, the, yeah, the real life zoo is the Dartmoor Zoo in the UK. Um and it's like, it's still running today. It seems like it has a pretty good reputation. It's accredited by, um, I forget what it's called in the UK, but their version of, oh, it's the um, Biazza, British and Irish Association of Zoos and Aquariums. In North America, we have um, AZA, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Um, and it's like an accreditating, accrediting body that is kind of like the standard for zoos and aquariums um, around the world. So... Mm-hmm. That's cool. I wasn't, I totally had no idea because there are lots of, especially smaller local zoos in the US that aren't accredited. Not because they're bad, yeah. just because they're small. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just different.
1: Yeah, like if you had asked, if all I'd seen was that it was real, mm-hmm. I would have been like, that's probably. It, A random little zoo in Northern California.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's in Plymouth. In I guess they got Matt Damon first and then we were like, we have to put this in America.
0: Well, and also like the weather's easier to deal with. And yeah.
1: And, you know, I would hate to hear Matt Damon's English accent. Yes, exactly. That was my point. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that there are other people who could have played this role who have a natural British accent. But Mm -hmm. I don't care. I like Matt Damon. Yeah.
0: Matt Damon's still good. He plays such a good dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah really good yeah i just i really liked it and they filmed it obviously the animals are all real i didn't notice any cgi but there could have been some like they weren't actually in the same you know like green screen kind of stuff like where they're not in the same thing i
1: saw a couple of things like nothing that sticks out in my head that a mm-hmm. couple, just a couple of things that were just like
0: mm. or like um, forced perspective kind of where it seems yeah. like they're closer than they actually are
1: Yeah, like, the thing with the bear was a stunt person, Mm, obviously. Yeah. But then uh, that would have been... And, like, it was credited as a stunt, but it could have been a trainer. It could have been the bear's trainer.
0: Yeah, well, often, like, if it's a bear that's trained for film and TV, like, their trainer might also be a stunt person to do the stunts with the bear.
1: So that, and then also, like if you stopped and looked at that shot mm-hmm. critically, it could have been forced perspective or something yeah. different. Like, I don't know how much of it you actually see with the bear right next to him. And you see that he's actually right next to the bear. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It it, it um, happens
0: really fast too. So like, it's, yeah. yeah. And you're, you're anxious. I Your was anxious. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> Cause um, grizzly bear escaped.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a bear that's trained for film. So this is what he's trained to do. So that's a completely different, interaction and with yes your, with a trainer that knows the animal has trained that yeah and knows the animal and there's safety precautions in place then it's less terrifying than it looks it's amazing yeah so it's an amazing behavior to get out of a grizzly bear yep um so good job trainers go trainers
0: that was cool i forgot about that part um and there's a whole bunch of stuff with like the tigers and we'll get into some of that later and like the lions and stuff but We've talked a lot about big cats, like we've done Lion King and ooh, Lion King mostly. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, They're just yeah. always around Yeah, when so we, have, we do yeah, other things. We've
0: done big cats and also we're not big cat experts by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, so I think we were more going to talk about like general zoo and aquarium stuff. Although, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about the... The possibly true, possibly not true Scarlett Johansson, who's the zookeeper, like the fun fact that she throws out.
1: Yeah, so she says that Bengal tigers are, she just says tigers, but first she says that this tiger was a Bengal tiger, have sensors in their teeth to sense your heartbeat in your arteries. And then we can't find anything about whether or not that's true. Yeah. So, and it wasn't even listed in the IMDb so yeah like it's not that's that's a big flag of like nobody just said that that's well i found other i
0: found other articles saying that it was true but none of them had any citations and they were like weird like pop science articles Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know might have just been saying it because they heard it in this movie like it's hard yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. it's
1: hard to know so i have no idea if you are a big cat scientist Please get in touch so you can come on our show. (laughs) (laughs) When we do Lion King 2.
0: No, we (laughs) would. Lion Guard. Um, Lion Guard.
1: (laughs) But they do have incredibly dense and sensitive whiskers on their faces. Yes. And they are cats, so they can sense lots of things. Yeah. I don't think they have typical, they don't have seven senses like sharks or anything, but um, they're definitely more aware. Than you and I. Um, They also do roar, which is something that she says that they don't do. Um, But they don't meow, which is a thing I never thought about until we just had this conversation Mm -hmm. about big cats meowing and whether a roar is a replacement for a meow. Um, But they do chuff, which is in the movies. Kind of like the back of the throat noise that your house cat would make when it sees a bird or is caught getting into trouble kind of thing. And also kind of a purr. Yeah, it's like, it's a social, it's like a friendly
0: yeah. social noise, kind of, like, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, but meowing has so many different connotations. Yeah, there's so many meows. you know the cat, and you talk back <laughs> to it, and have a conversation. Um, so, it's interesting to think about. But, yeah, sometimes big cats just like little cats, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to cardboard boxes. But they just need bigger boxes.
0: I mean, they would take a smaller <laughs> box, but they would not fit. <laughs> They sit. They go in like banana boxes. Yeah, and they're, it's really cute. <laughs> so cute. Okay, so the whole premise of the movie or the beginning of the movie is like they're rebuilding the zoo to get it ready for a big. Um, I think FDA inspection is what they talk about, which is an mm-hmm. actual thing that zoos have to do, as well as AZA inspections in the states. Um, yes, yeah, so they do this big inspection, and then to reopen for the summer. So they they try to, they're trying to fit this in from February to June, and I just mm. laughed and cried because. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the amount of work they had to do was a lot yeah. with like five staff members.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And like no money.
0: Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Um so yeah, so they did it and it there was definitely some parts where like, oh, those enclosures like don't look very secure because like the fences are all at eye level but having been to a few big zoos like San Diego Zoo does this a lot um they use moats instead of tall fences that the for some animals obviously not suitable for mm-hmm. all animals but lots of them yeah they use these moats and I think just in the movie like the way that filming works and the way that cameras mm-hmm. flatten things it it made things seem less secure than they were
1: yeah 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 I think like my point about the lion um was that scene where there was only one door? Oh, between yeah. the guy and the lion and the the lion was didn't have an inside place? Like if there was a lock issue on a door in a big cat enclosure they would have had somebody else call the lion into, into his yeah, like inside place mm-hmm. um and close the door yeah. and then fix the lock. Yeah. Yeah, which they could have done. But it wouldn't have been tension. Yeah. So or or they would yeah. have built a temporary
0: barricade inside or something with boards. Yeah. That he, yeah. So like he because yeah. he jumps the fence to fix the lock and so they could have like jumped him in the fence with boards as well as the person calling mm-hmm. that line over. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot more that yeah. they could have done for safety. Yeah. I know that's true. And like I think the location of the lock being like on the road where the inspectors that was really just for dramatic tension. Like
1: it oh, yeah, would have been definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally and like her looking. and the line, like the yeah, the eye line of the line and the front mm-hmm. where the um, visitors would go. There's definitely like a moat and barbed wire and all of that kind oh, of stuff. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was you, more of the yeah, the yeah, door. that that lock. Yeah, um, and like yeah, when you when I first saw the moats, I was like, oh yeah, but then the inspector has this. Hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> the measuring tape that like automatically runs itself out. It's like an uh. automatic um, measuring tape so that he can measure stuff. And then it, yeah, it goes on for like a comically long period of time across this moat. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so then you get a sense of, like, actually how far away you are from Mm -hmm. the animal, which is
1: good. But yeah, if you want to hear more about us rant about why you need double doors, you can listen to our Jurassic World episode. (laughs) Double doors are really important. Really important. Speaking of double
0: enclosures, okay, so there's a scene, and it starts off with, it's kind of like the big, like, the family's involved in the zoo now. We all come together to solve a problem. It's like the first one. and Mm -hmm. But the night, so it's at night, and Matt Damon's character, Benjamin, tells the um scott johansson's character who's like the lead zookeeper and basically is like not taking any time off she's working like 100 hours a week like basically killing herself to keep these animals alive and safe as best as she can with no money and no support she's been doing that i don't know since the last people who owned the zoo walked away so he like is like okay you need some time off like take the night go out with your friends whatever like leave and he and his kids sort of take over like the end of the day duties of whatever they are. Um, and that part was really great. Like, I think that's a huge part of being mm. a boss is like forcing your staff, not just like forcing them to take them to take time off and then catch up when they get back, but like forcing them to take time off in a way that and- they don't have more work when they return. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't stress, yeah. them out, stress them out to take a time off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she was nervous and like out of practice with it, but I think she felt confident that they could do a good job except then The kid goes into a barn and there's a big crate and he bumps it and sees that there's snakes just loose inside a crate.
1: So many snakes. So many
0: snakes, like two dozen snakes of many species, all just loose in a crate like oh my God. okay, if it was a shipment, first of all, why are they getting new animals? They have no money. <laughs> exactly. That was my that was my big
1: thing. I'm like, why are you getting all these new animals? Like multiple individual animals of multiple species. Yes, and like which requires like so many different things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Like not even from animal care standpoint. Like how many signs do you need because you got five new species? Oh my gosh. Like
0: yeah, there were so many snakes. So anyways, having received cr- snakes in a crate before, um, they would be in a crate and then they would be in another like there's two doors so like that you can yeah. open the thing see what's going on yeah and also you never yeah. ship snakes even of the same species together because no they, they'll eat anything when they're stressed
1: exactly yeah. you know what this crate is? this is yeah. the crate of snakes that didn't get on that plane
0: oh oh, maybe it's a rescue they're like they're they're rescuing snakes they were rescued from, snakes from on the, on the, the plane. snakes on
1: the plane yeah that's probably what it is it's my head can. <laughs>
0: So then the next morning they come and there's snakes all over, which like they didn't the snakes would have a gone further than that unless they like mm-hmm. got cold. Were in a, or they yeah, went like to the warm place. Strange. Yeah, snakes don't like to just like sit in the middle of the driveway. <laughs> yeah, especially like
1: I'm sure it was a gravel driveway, but like a nor like no, it a was, concrete like, driveway. Dirt, yeah. was in the sun. Like that's not warm. No.
0: No. It was pretty funny. Um so then they're all out there with like Cloth bags and garbage cans and sticks and whatever. And I'm like, oh, see, that's the part that people are going to be like, that's not realistic. You don't put snakes in a garbage can. Mm, Yeah, you do.
1: Yeah, 100%. (laughs)
0: 100%. Yep. Uh, I would take snakes down for public programs in a garbage can with a lid that like latched on.
1: Yeah. And there were holes cut in the, like small holes for air cut in the garbage can. Yeah. When Joe Rubbermaid created his company he didn't envision how many different ways that people would use <laughs> these containers but that's exactly what they're for
0: snakes are a key one and also pillowcases we used we would use pillowcases not for big snakes but for small ones like to weigh them um or and some like also for shipping you could that got that for smaller snakes could be the in interior enclosure like a cloth ba- bag, bag. Yeah. with a snake tied in it and then in a big thing because then it like, it's breathable enough. Um, mm-hmm. doesn't take up much space. It's light. Yeah. So all that was, like, super legit. But I was like, oh, that's the part that, if pe- like, people who've never cared for snakes would think was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny.
1: Um, the one thing I was going to say, like, this isn't the scene. Like, she talks about it earlier about how her rant about how she's 28 and has no life and all of these things. And that <laughs> was definitely a sign to me that people who wrote this movie didn't know about animal care people and the lives that they've yeah. chosen to live. Yeah. Uh, especially because in the literally next scene, they're all at that bar drinking. Like, she's like, I have no life. I'm like, you're drinking with your coworkers," Co-workers,
0: which, right I mean, now. that like, was my coworkers. whole, all of, like, most of exactly. my 20s and early so, 30s. Like, so, was... <laughs> not only
1: is, you don't have a life outside of your coworkers because also you don't know what to talk about. Yeah, and your schedule is different people. than people your who are in your schedule is different because you yeah. work, your Saturdays and Sundays are like Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Um, she's 28 and she's the head animal caretaker of a zoo. Yeah. Like it's a small zoo, but that's an insane Huge job amount of responsibility. when you're 28. Well, I mean, she's that's
0: so yeah. high up
1: in the career path. And based yeah.
0: on her conversation with the inspector, it seems like the only reason that she's the head zookeeper is because she's the only one that stuck around through all the like yeah. deterioration, which but, is fine. But yeah, it's still like way too much responsibility for her.
1: But if the zoo closed, mm-hmm. like if they didn't pass inspection and stuff, she would have that Experience on her resume and would be able to get crazy and crazy level jobs at any other kinds of zoos. Yeah, totally. Like, she's so far ahead on her career path for a 28 year old. So, like, I understand why they did it and why they're like, and she's like, I have to live with my mom and I don't make any money. I'm like, okay, well, that part's realistic. (laughs) Yeah, that's super realistic. I still don't understand, like, you guys are always here. It was very confusing on whether or not they lived there. Some of them, I don't know. Yeah, it, it
0: seemed like they lived there. Yeah, because like her niece, who was um, Elle Fanning, yeah. lived there. So like maybe maybe they just lived kind of like down the street or something. It was a bit maybe, unclear. Like
1: it was yeah, that was yeah. confusing. But yeah, she's like, I don't have a life. I'm like, my friends are out drinking, <laughs> meeting boys. I'm like, you're out drinking. It just happens to be at, at the place where you work.
0: Yeah, it's only with your coworkers. But,
1: yeah, yeah, you've changed into your non work clothes mm-hmm. and you're having a social time with people and alcohol so it could be worse so stop your whining
0: yeah i mean there's a reason that most of the friends that i made in my late 20s were all from work
1: (laughs) exactly yeah but there's yeah yeah, there's lots of reasons lots of reasons
0: but the main one was yeah they get it and also Mm it's hard to meet like i mean i think for anybody in their late 20s most of the people you meet are through work but like especially Mm -hmm. in a weird field that has a weird schedule and like that you're weirdly emotionally attached to, even though you can barely pay your rent. Um,
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, And it's really hard to explain to other people why you're still in this job. Yeah, exactly. Mm Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're almost there, zookeeper uh, screenwriters. If only you had interviewed actual animal care people. Well, I mean,
0: (laughs) I think they did did do an okay job. Because, like, I, you know, like, I still have. Luckily, they kept stuck with me through the times when I couldn't see them. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, friends from before... I worked with animals that, you know, like I went to high school with and yeah, like I would see them, I don't know, three or four times a year, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, wasn't the only keeper that I worked with. Like I had weekends most of the time. Um, <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I can, I can kind of see that, but yeah, like she did at least have some socialization with the people she worked with. It was just like that separation and the the mm-hmm. dangerous boundaries, which also, continued even after Matt Damon came because then they get together yes. because
1: yes. well cuz they're Scarjo and Matt Damon basically
0: basically I do want to read this guy's book cuz I'm curious mm-hmm. I mean I don't think he got together with the zookeeper cuz like his wife
1: dies well, like, in the middle of it yeah like probably not by the time he wrote the book because that timeline is much different but I don't know yeah but it I mean and it worked
0: like because it was she led the thing and also there was scenes earlier where it was like Oh, we have tension, but also we have to do like an eighteen month renovation in three months. So Mm -hmm. let's just ignore that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it was it was half decent. But yeah. There's definitely I was fine with it. Room for improvement, both in like the portrayal of it, but also for these people like setting boundaries between your work and your personal life
1: is important. Exactly. And you know, I know that any movie, this is one of the reasons why we'd have this podcast, any movie about animal care, but that's just our field. Any movie about any field, if you're in the field, you're going to be annoyed because they didn't get it right. Exactly. You can't. That's not how it works. So,
0: other than that, like her portrayal was pretty realistic, like how mm-hmm. attached she is to the animals. She doesn't have her hair in a ponytail. Well, sometimes. Well, yeah, it's in a ponytail it's short. or it's short. It's yeah. Short. yeah. She was My also- hair was that long.
1: She was dressed appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. She she wears like proper shoes. They didn't try and make her look sexy. Like she wasn't like with unbuttons.
0: No. Yeah. She had like long sleeve shirts on when she needed long sleeve shirts on. Yeah. Yeah. No, like a lot of it was really good. Mm -hmm. This is the part that's hard to talk about because it's emotional, but there is a really, like it's a really well done scene and it was really upsetting scene um, where there's a tiger that's a senior tiger that they have been medicating and he like, would refuse to come for food so they can't get him his meds. Just, yeah, really, like, showing all the signs that, like, if you've worked with animals and she's saying, you know, like, she's worked with this animal for a long time, like, all those signs that, like, this animal is done and it might be our responsibility because it's our fault, ours being, like, humans in general, not, like, individual Mm -hmm. people's, but it's, like, our humanity's fault that this animal, like, can't get preyed upon by predators or, like, things like that. Like, it might be our job to euthanize this animal and like, it's a really hard scene and it's extra hard when you've been there. um, Yeah. But I thought, I thought they did a really good job. Like.
1: So did I. And like, when you texted me, cause you watched it before me, I was like, did they show it? Which they didn't. And I was like, no, I'm glad it because the con- I was mentally prepared for that. But yeah, even the conversation. Yeah. It was really. It was the, it was the
0: conversation between the two of them. So she's coming at it with the perspective of like, this is an animal who shouldn't be alive anymore and in the yeah. wild would have died for many reasons. Yeah. Like and he's coming at it from his wife who just died, just died a pretty gruesome, like brain tumor kind of thing and like fought for every breath. Cause she wanted to stay with her kids and stay alive. And like coming at it from a non-animal care perspective, it's easy to draw that parallel and mm-hmm. make the, have the same feelings about those two deaths, but they're so different. And I yeah. think, they did a good job of portraying Mm -hmm. that
1: i agree yeah it was really well done um and really upsetting yeah
0: because yeah the animal unlike his wife the tiger can't can't consent to ongoing treatment
1: yeah and would have died ages ago even without predators um, exactly because it would have had access to drugs
0: yeah so you know it was good i was impressed like you know for a Like PG rated movie, Mm -hmm. like mainstream movie that they actually like. It was it's easy if you don't really know the whole context to just like, oh, they're just fighting about that decision. But there's so much going on there. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a really good job. Yeah,
1: and this is like this is why I want to read the book again because I'm curious, like, if this was a direct thing because an animal dying for emotion's sake in a Disney movie would have been. They escaped and they hurt themselves and then we had to put them down and it's yeah. sad and this is how you teach your 6 year old about death. Ah, so emotional, yeah. you know. Um so the fact that it was just an old animal, there was nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it except that it was old and sick, like sick from being old, sick from being and old. And yeah. then they just had to put it down off-screen. Like yeah. that was very surprising for me for being a Disney movie.
0: Yeah, no that it was it was really good. So like that part led me, I mean, I don't know how involved the real Benjamin Me was in the movie, but obviously he wrote the book that it's based on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, so that I'm assuming that there was something similar yeah. that happened where like a, his, you know, an animal care person had to convince him mm-hmm. of that decision. In my experience, that conver- it's not a single conversation that you have. No. It's an ongoing conversation yeah and she also like she did a good job but like in most facilities she, you know it's a decision that you get to have with more than one person like you know you get m- multiple eyes on this animal because you've got you know co-workers that work with them as well and different perspectives and stuff and yeah it just makes it a lot easier so yeah it was i don't know i just really felt for the character
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and speaking of understaffed man hmm. were they understaffed
0: oh my god um- <laughs>
1: they were like look well, so how many people are here for opening day and I'm like I'm gonna put the toilet so, paper in the bathroom well and
0: like so the owner and the zookeeper are selling tickets and also making out a little bit um and then the kids are around there's like there's the construction guy there's the enclosure designer guy McCready yep
1: everybody's there's getting the, talks. there's the
0: girl yeah I'm like <laughs> it was pretty funny um and at first I thought that was like because he go he goes to buy like stuff at the um home depot mm-hmm. and talks to the cashier at the home depot and she's like oh, you're reopening the zoo she's so excited and i was like is this their only marketing plan is to get the lady at home depot <laughs> to bring her family but then there's a really cute scene where his oh, son is like a tortured artist and you know expressing his feelings over losing his mom through his art and whatever but also starts drawing the animals and so they use one of his kids drawings as like the logo and the posters and everything and mm-hmm. i was like okay yeah. good you are doing marketing
1: it was so like I completely understand where they were coming from with this part, and it, again, it could have been um, part of the true story. But like, fourteen-year-old boys' obsession with blood has, in my experience, not doesn't ha- you don't have to have your brother die in order for that to be a thing. Fourteen-year-old boys love blood, like love it, yeah, and gore, and if they have yeah, the ability exactly. to it could draw, be, like completely, yeah, they're unrelated, gonna, they're gonna yeah. draw blood. I remember mm-hmm. like grade seven gingerbread houses just covered. <laughs> covered in blood that was red icing Then they're like look how cool this is blood <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it, it, i mean it was also like the kid was also oh yeah like acting out at school and lots of other yeah, stuff no, going yeah. On yeah, like he definitely was, had yeah. some
1: grief issues and of course mm-hmm. he does um yeah but it was just like every time they were like they're like look at this i can't believe he did this drawing this like the principal of his school yeah. was like look at this drawing i've never seen something like this I'm like you run a High, a school for 14-year-old yeah. boys. There's no <laughs> way you haven't seen this before. No, exactly. Did you have anything else to add? I don't think so. Don't okay. feed animals ever. Oh, yeah. Especially um, peacocks. But especially peacocks. I literally Ugh. had to follow a peahen and her chicks around once at work. Because, we had, yeah. People um, kept people trying were, to feed them. Or people kept trying them. to feed it. And, she's, and she would have poked their eyes out. Yep. If they went near her chicks. Because, of course. It would've. happened. Um, And then the peacocks had to be removed. Yeah, because they were it was bad. a liability.
0: Uh huh. And yeah, peacocks are really, really, really territorial. Yeah, don't, don't, don't play, don't mess around with peacocks. They're mean and they've got really sharp
1: claws on their so feet. So sharp. Yes, they're very pretty, and their mm-hmm. chicks are very cute because they're baby bird chicks. Of course, yeah. they're cute. Like that's just how. Just let works. them be cute over there.
0: Um, I just wanted to share a really great quote from. It's near the beginning of the movie when Matt Damon's. Um, hasn't bought the zoo yet, but he's talking to his brother about it. And his brother says, travel the stages of grief, but stop just short of getting zebras involved. Yeah. And then Matt Damon's <laughs> like, it was great. we only have two zebras. Yeah, there's only two zebras.
1: <laughs> uh, it's really cute. So and I good. Think, like Matt Damon does, does a lot to make it more adorable. Yes. This also made
0: me think of a movie, and we can cut this if, you, if you've seen it and don't like it, but um, of another zookeeper movie that is i think less realistic and more comedic uh fierce creatures it's with john cleese jamie lee curtis kevin klein um and it's sort of in that vein of things it's from the 90s late 90s and it the it's like zookeepers struggle to deal with the policies of changing directors Um, apparently it's very funny and very not realistic it's much more like screwball ridiculousness um
1: i thought you were gonna say 50 first dates for a second i was like no we're not doing that um, and then you said John Cusack, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Kevin Kline. I'm like, those are all three people are in Fish Called Wanda. Are we gonna do Fish Called Wanda? I mean, I don't think it's actually about fish. There's a fish in it, but he gets eaten by uh, Michael Palin. I think. Oh, Michael Palin's in this movie too. <laughs> this is what happens when you marry Christopher Guest. Jamie Lee Curtis. Basically, yeah,
0: it's de- <laughs> it's definitely like in that Christopher Guest. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so we should add that one to the list. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. If you have thoughts about zebras or other Animal Keeper movies that we should watch, you can follow us on social media and find us there at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you're feeling like it, you can always leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we, well, we just planned a bunch of the next six months and I'm super Ooh, excited about it. So but excited. This next episode, two weeks when we come back, we've been planning for literally a year and I'm very excited about it. It's the return of a special guest and it's time to get super nerdy, uh, Darwin style, because we are talking about Master and Commander. Yay! Also about Bach. Be prepared. <laughs> okay. Yay. We'll see you in two weeks.
0: Bye.